don't. It's the grown man show. The grown man show. The grown ass man show. It's the grown ass man. Grown ass man. The grown ass man show. We got Fred Freeze and Joey Burnham here to hit you with some tracks. As a matter of fact, we talk about hip hop. Even even spit a couple of raps on the grown man show. We gotta keep that. We gotta keep that for real. I mean, I, I, I ain't gonna What's up? This is your boy Joey Burnham, and this is another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show with your boy Fred Freeze. Frederick Freeze. Yeah, so let's talk about some shit. Fucking Drake on the show called The Shop, a LeBron James television show. Yeah, Drake. Drake has finally, finally responded. Well, it's not a really response. It's it's a situation where, um, due to all of this scuttlebutt that's going on with Kanye lately, and we scuttlebutt. all scuttlebutt. We're gonna call it scuttlebutt. I'm gonna be proper with what I'm talking about. Is it scuttlebutt? Yes, uh, the best kind of butt. Side, you know, no, no ass shots. But nah, uh, we don't need no ass shots. No, nah, no, nah, just just keep it natural. But um, so far Drake set out of everything because we know about Jay Prince and everything like that. All of this stuff has been going on with Kanye. You know, Kanye's going through what he's going through, coming out, uh, making these statements, going to Africa, jumping on tables at the Apple store, doing everything. He did. Yes, he jumped after he left the White House. He went, jumped on a table in, at the Apple store, went on another rant, then headed to Uganda. Mm-hmm. He's in Uganda right now. Yeah. Supposedly recording an album that's going to be called Yandi or something. Um, so anyway, that's where that is. That's... That's Kanye uh, But anyway Drake kind of laid out What happened between them Which the pretty history much The history of the Pusha of T And Drake And Really That all made sense to me It's kind of like When people saw me Kind of poo-pooing well, what, the whole beef What happened? Because I know Basically Kanye reached out to Drake And said Hey Come to my studio. I want to throw you some tracks. Or in Wyoming. Some, and, well, first, he was just regular studio. Okay. Like, they were just talking about different stuff. You know, it was like one of those situations, inside industry situations. Like, you know, Kanye has a lot of artists come through and work with him on his upcoming projects. And he, and he also, in an exchange for that, sometimes Kanye does things like he was giving people production or doing, yeah. lending his productions to it or, or doing a song with that person. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, him and Drake kind of uh, talked about it that way. Uh and he had let him hear a track, which became the track that he just dropped, saying "poopity poop" on and all this other stuff. But it was a, uh, it was a, uh, the name of the track is escaping me. But Drake did a song to it, so it was like a track that he had gave to Drake. Uh, it's not, it's not "Stretch My Hands." It's another one. I'm thinking about "Father Stretch My Hands," which was on the other album. Uh, I lift you up. Okay. Yeah, okay, I lift you up. Okay. Okay. So Drake had written to "I lift you up," and basically. Um, it was given to him as such. Mm-hmm. Then Kanye invited him back to do some other stuff. Then later on, invited him to Wyoming, Wyoming okay. which is just weird—the weird complex that even even Nas said was a weird experience. <laughs> so he gets 
um, into the mind of Kanye and the, West. Yeah, well, it starts getting weird because this is what Kanye tells him. If we're going to work together, we got to get to know each other. Yep. You can't keep anything secret. You got to tell me everything. So Kanye me in his and, mental way lures Drake in to this false like, sense of yeah. friendship and shit. Yes. Because he's, he's acting genuine and all this other stuff. If we got, if we, yeah, I, I remember him saying that if you got to be transparent with me if you want to make music. I remember Drake yeah. saying this when I was watching, the name yeah. of the show was The Shop, right? Shop, yeah. And it's like a barbershop style mm-hmm. show with LeBron James getting his hairline pushed back even fucking further. Yes, it's actually on the back of his neck. It's on the beat. <laughs> he just has a line. That back nigga's there. hairline is on his nape. Exactly. He just has a line. <laughs> he just has a line back there. Like goddamn. Bro. Like man, just let it go, man. Uh, being a bald dude is 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 hard because you got to keep shaving your head, but. It's just it's, it's, it just makes it's sense. Easy. It's easy. Just just be neat, man. Just be neat. Just you can't, be neat. Don't be Sherman Hensley and don't look like one of them '80s basketball players or them '70s basketball players that look like they were '79 when they were really just thirty something. You go back and look at them men. This is a segue from what we're talking about. But go look at back at them old basketball players from back in the day. They look old, but they were young. <laughs> they look be, old when they were young. Be, niggas be thirty-four looking like they got them fifty in shape, fifty-year-olds. Exactly. You be like, damn, this dude With like. Big mustaches, receding yeah, hairlines. Yeah, exactly. Them little ass shorts. Like, y'all niggas look ancient in the mother. Exactly. Like, no, nah, man. You know, I'm fixing to go out to the club after this. What? Dude, don't you speak at your ARP card? <laughs> Take like, your bro. old ass. Sit down somewhere. Exactly. And get old your Ben Gay, bitch. Exactly. But, yeah. So, Brian James had Drake on his show. Yeah. Entitled The Shop on HBO. And Drake is talking that shit, basically detailing how the fuck he got caught up by Kanye West and Kanye comes out and they're in Wyoming making music. Well, basically, they didn't really start didn't start there. The, the crazy thing is they never really even got anything started because when he got there, Kanye was already working on an album. So basically, Kanye was kind of just luring him in the whole time. Mm-hmm. No other tracks came of it other than and he showed him pictures he of his uh, child, child. Adidon. Yeah, and was saying that he was having problems with the mother yeah. and this, that, and the third. So trying that, to, you know, you know trying, court, to, trying, trying to let Kanye quarterback it. And, you know, yeah, hey, yeah, if yeah. you need me to be more transparent and yeah, personal I'm, so the music yeah. can come out better, then I'm going to be vulnerable with you, Mr. Kanye yes, West. To see and where this goes. And that shit ended up biting him in his ass because Kanye yep. West gave that information. To push a T. To push a T. And then push a T used it and put his business out in the fucking street. Trying to ruin his album release. And he came out and then released. And thus the story of Adidon. Adidon, yes. And then he came out and actually released the uh, track that he was supposed to do. uh, Like, uh, I Lift You Up. And with that gibberish on top of it. That's where all that poopity poop and all that other stuff come from. So he did all that kind of crazy stuff. And you just sit, you sit around, and you're just like, this dude is like, he's trying to troll Drake to make Drake be something that he didn't. He was basically, they were going at him on a business side. They were trying to destroy him as a brand. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to get him to take a side step as a brand, so they could take some of the air out of the room because they was, it was still a leftover beef from that Young Money beef, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a power play by them. And that, which is a, uh, a shady power play. Now, Kanye always tries to throw in like, oh. Yeah. So you think it was intentional by Kanye? Uh, oh, yes. 
Cause okay. Kanye even goes back Says like Like people think that you uh, May have slept with my wife And you did, I don't like the way You're not saying anything about it I'm like Kanye Everybody slept with your wife That's not kind of like an insult Like for all the women Like you're slut shaming I'm like no Literally she tells everybody That she sleep I don't care It's her business If that's what she wants to do She's doing it But you can't get mad If somebody said They slept with Kim Kardashian that's just that's a, that ain't even an insult and no more. And you still married the motherfucker. That's what I said. And that ain't even an insult no more. Ray J pissed on her. Yeah. And that ain't even an insult. They no just more. cut that out the tape. Yeah. Out the out, out the Kim Kardashian Ray J sex tape. He pissed on her, but they cut it. Yeah. So your wife got sex tapes, man. Like, I'm like, dude. I'm not so- calling her no slut. She's an incredibly ambitious and smart woman. She's even talking about going to law school, and she's doing wonderful things with. The, uh, the justice reform. What the fuck? With the what? What is it? Oh, she ain't doing that. She ain't doing shit. No, Never no. mind. Yeah, I'm no. giving the bitch credit because yes. credit is due. Yeah. yeah, she's not just this. Well, I mean, she's a famous for being famous type. Person. She's a manipulator. So I person. give her credit. I give her credit for being manipulative. With that being like said, her, yeah, you man. know what the fuck you got on your hands. Yeah, of. exactly. And, and but she's, anyway, yeah, back back yeah. to Drake pouring his heart out to Kanye and Kanye using it against him. Ba- yeah. So basically. This is kind of like a I don't know if it's a combination of what I just said with him trying to get back about that, which is weird because, like I said, it doesn't matter who slept with Kim Kardashian yeah. at this point because it's like that's not like they were trying to act like nobody had slept with her or anything. It's kind of like okay, who cares? Like if you even said you slept with Kim Kardashian, I'd be like, all right, whatever. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Even, and what? what how anymore. is this? How is this a thing? What are we talking about anymore? Um, then you sit there and. You look at the Young Money situation that was going on a while back. That's been going on for a while because the whole Mr. Me Too comes from like Pusha T's little underground beef with Lil Wayne, and then Cash Money and them having that little situation when they were the Clips, and it was it's it's, it's been brewing ever since, and it never really got put away. Drake got sucked in because you know it's like I'm on your team, so I'm gonna ride for you type thing, and it kind of like it just keeps it gets crazy. And it was going to stay in the rap realm, but then they went business. And see, this is what I said. When you go back and look at the old grown man hip-hop shows, I said the reason why this was stopped by Jay Prince, because Jay Prince realized that these guys were trying to destroy the man's brand. They were trying to go after the brand. And because I know and Jay Adidas Prince ain't like, going to let you fuck the money up. No, he's not. He's not. Now, I want people to understand. He'll fuck you up That's what I'm you saying. fuck up the money. Exactly. Understand, Jay Prince will have people on your bumper. Like Kanye and them do not understand. I get that. Look, I get that Pusha T from Virginia. I know Virginia got a lot of d bags in it that'll kill a lot of people. We get that. That's well documented. I do not. Whatever. I don't do street for street. But Jay Prince is documented on record to understand. People will be on your bumper. That's like E40. That's like that's like Fat Joe. People is an APB out on you. You know, if he wanted to have people tap dancing on somebody's skull. Dudes will be out here tap dancing on somebody's skull. But he knows that he's got money on the line. It's too traceable. And Adidas is looking at this situation. They're trying to drop that Adidas line. You know, he's naming Adidas line after his son. I'm pretty sure his son probably getting some proceeds or something off of that. You know, like I said, Drake has never struck me as somebody like a deadbeat dad. He just don't. He ain't built like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Now, I ain't trying to say. Like, like oh, I know this saint. guy. He's not a saint, and I'm not saying I know this guy because he could the be the worst dad. Looking in, he appears to be a decent dude. Well, he's it's, it's like he's a type of dude that yeah, he's gonna mess up because he's Drake. He's like a he's a star dude, so he's mm-hmm. gonna he's got all he's got access to all these women. He's got what well, he got a lot to deal with. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And the, and even the woman he selected, you know, she's a video game video uh, was a video model. 
uh, and all this other stuff. So you don't. I mean, again, that ain't the slight. Yeah, he's talking woman. about his baby mom. His baby mama. That ain't the, the slight. Mother slight of woman. Yes. That ain't the slight the woman or whatever like that, but like these dudes, they get out here and they get in this game and it just all becomes, all of this stuff is dubious from both the woman and the man. I give it to them. I'm saying both of y'all just stupid. How, why y'all having children? Y'all just bringing another human being into a middle of some fools. But. So do you lose even more respect for Kanye for this underhanded yes. shit? Oh, yes. This this is some high level snakery. This what is about Pusha T? I lost respect for him on the shit too because really. He's a dude that's really like again. I he's dude. We knew you were street, and we knew the only way that you really could get Drake would be like this because lyrically we knew you were gonna get him. It's like Joe Budden. Like, come on, we knew Joe Budden was gonna eat him up lyrically. Lyrically, you're a lyrical. You know, you're more of a lyrical street dude. Mm -hmm. So I never argued that. But he, point. you think he stooped too low? Yeah, I think it was a it was it was an unnecessary cheap shot, and you're really trying to mess with somebody's career. You took it out of hip hop. You're not trying to take him out career wise. Like we just got to listen to battle rap, and dudes are like just saying, "Oh no, I just wash you on the mic. I own you on the mic. You ain't shit to me. I don't care how many records you sell. I'm still the man. I eat your ass up anytime you want. You suck." Basically, if you said some shit like that, I'm like, okay, that's hip hop shit. He's going for attacking someone's entire franchise and like character and character and, and all this family which again yeah, personal, per, personals are fine in the realm of battle rap again when i'm trying to destroy you just as an mc see what i'm saying but when you're actually going to the point where you're trying to take down like like deformation of character almost. yeah basically and not only that but you're really trying to affect somebody's career the problem is for push a t i want people to understand He's in a tight situation. We talked about this outside. I hope he's got a lot of money. I hope he's doing well with his money because he's on Kanye West vanity label. Okay? You're on Kanye West vanity label. Now, we watched Lil Wayne fight to get all his money from Baby because Baby be robbing folks. And I know Baby will probably have Slim over here in our studio soon uh, taking us out. But... Uh, because I know they get, they get down like that. There's a list of characters I try not to miss and mention a poorly in passing because, you know, I ain't got time for all this fools and this rap stuff. I've been went crazy and been had to just do something because I'm scared. But uh, I tell people, because scared man, dangerous man. I want people to understand that. You don't do it. Don't do it. But um, I, got, I got my two cents. I want to throw in. I, well, I was just saying like. To the collection. Right? Yes, yes. But my, my thing is, I think that. Pusha T is kind of like boxed in because you got to look at what, ba what not Baby, but what uh, Lil Wayne and Drake just did. Mm -hmm. Literally, the, the album sales, they garnered after this. Like they did, you did them no damage. By just walking away from it, you did them no damage and they gave you no more light. And that Daytona album, though critically acclaimed, did not do the numbers. And this is mainstream hip-hop. You're on a vanity label in mainstream hip-hop. I want to point that out now if this was underground which i listen to predominantly and i grade things a certain kind of way having a certain amount of sales is hey that's great if you get twenty thousand to fifty thousand to even a hundred thousand units on the man you get a hundred thousand units on the underground you may be the next man or more but when you so that like shit on did a nothing for label, us, you, you're saying it did nothing for his career no it did it, coming that, at young money and the two franchise players of that league no it didn't, it didn't it, do anything for It's Pusha like he got a fizzle. I think, I, I, yeah, he got a fizzle. He got a fizzle. He, he got an MGK moment. Yeah. He got that MGK moment. He got the MGK moment. Everybody was talking about him on Facebook. Everybody was excited about him for a minute. And then I'm like, did y'all go out and buy Daytona, though? Did y'all go download and stream Daytona the way y'all was supposed to? 
because yeah. to me it looks like uh, Drake broke records, and I wasn't even a big fan of Scorpion. So he broke records with Scorpion, and then the man who came up behind him, Lil Wayne, dropped another album. And they like, even though uh, Kanye dropped all them albums to try mm-hmm. to own the summer, and did not own the summer. Look, I'm a, and I always tell people, I said, look, Kid See Ghost by Kid Cudi and him, which was like a joint album, was actually a solid piece of work. As far mm-hmm. as you just take away all the politics and nonsense that he's been going through, it was, but it was overshadowed. It's the most overshadowed Kanye album ever. That and Ye were the most overshadowed musical works that he's had. Now, people be like, but it got downloaded a lot. I'm like, that's because people were still mm-hmm. kind of like, whatever. Now I'm asking, have you gone so far that you're starting to poison the brand good music? Because good music already wasn't releasing music. See what I'm saying? Good music was already a graveyard vanity label. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, stuff was dropping like Kanye-centric stuff, but it was pretty much a graveyard vanity label, right? And um, beside the clips, beside, not clips, but uh, beside Pusha T dropping something every now and then and somebody, but there's people like Cy High and people like that that ain't seriously dropped anything in a while or haven't done what they supposed to be doing. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So basically I'm wondering like if Kanye if this doesn't turn for Kanye and it doesn't kind of pan out and he kind of finds some kind of ground again and it is some kind of a spiral or is some kind of a mute point for a minute like he gets a shot in the arm with some and some of the diehards but wouldn't let him go if he killed a baby on TV. Um but he loses a, a good amount of his fan base. What does this mean for the rest of that vanity label? Because as you can see, who's on Cash Money now? Who is really popping off Cash Money now that Wayne is gone? Nobody. You see what I'm saying? Nobody. So here's my two cents about this shit. Yeah. Um, listening to Drake detail what happened on the shop. I agree and I feel what he's talking about. You know, I think it made me respect Drake more, seeing that he was a stand-up guy, seeing that he didn't want to cross over into the cheap shot lane, and he tried to keep some tact and diplomacy in the push a T battle. Has he done that with other battles? Did he keep that tact and diplomacy with Meek Mill? I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Maybe this is karma just smacking him upside the head. Maybe not. But take that, take that. But at the end of the day, and it's, it's, it's more than one side to this story. We've heard Drake, but we haven't heard Pusha T. Well, actually, he did come out and laugh at the fact that he said that he felt like he should be punched for uh, what he said okay. about Yeah, he uh, did Noah. say that. Uh, 40 and my thing is I, I particularly didn't like that because I but, have a close friend that died from MS and yeah, I'm it's like, about 40 yeah, yeah yeah so I you know um, I particularly didn't like that personally because I'm like you know do I mean do what you're gonna do I'm you know I'm realistic I'm from the hip-hop world I like personals and stuff like that I work with personals and shit I listen to a lot of whatever um, and he's laughing because he knows basically Kind of, you know, basically, you're not gonna get what you need to get out of Drake. Like, if you'd have said that about Fat Joe, I, you know, yeah, you may have been a fault, but your ass gonna have to fight. Cause Fat, Fat, again, I, I pointed out, Joe, Fat Joe is thorough mm-hmm. with his shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's with he's with the fuck it, fuck out of here group from New York. I gotta go again to him. That's why that's I love it. The battle rapper just heard him say it. It's his catchphrase. I love it to death. Uh, I love the fact because it's so New York to me. But 
that's if you were doing that with uh, Joe Cartagena. Yeah, it's certain niggas squad, you can't do that shit with. If you were doing that with like, like shoot, I can go down the line. There's a bunch of people, even Bumpy Knuckles. Like hell, you did that to KRS One. If if you Drake, may have been salt. If Drake you know? is telling the truth, if I am to believe what he said, then I have lost respect for Kanye West because that was some dirty, underhanded shit to set this man up to confide in you. Yep. And tell you secrets and get vulnerable just for you to report back to your homie Pusha T yep. and whoever else you blabber to. And now Pusha T uses this shit against you. That's some underhanded inside spy splinter cell type of shit. Yep. And I lost even more respect for Kanye West for that. I think he's a genius, but he's a flawed individual. Yeah. He may need help mentally, so I'm not going to bash him too much there. But this was just some snake shit. Yep. And I respect Drake more because, again, like I said, he's trying not to go to that that point of no return where yep. you bring in families and say shit that you wish you could take back. He doesn't want to go there. And, you know, that can go that can go really bad really fast and mess up a lot more than money. See, Jay it Prince. can mess up a lot more than money. And, and, Jay, I, and I tell you Jay this. Jay Prince know this. And I and I tell you this, gain respect for Drake when I listen to that interview on the shop. Lost respect for Kanye, but the respect I have for Pusha T is still the same to me. And I'll say this: I'm I'm gonna kind of contradict myself for a minute. Drake said in that interview that he believes there is a limit to beef, wax beef and battle rap. Yeah, he believes there is a line that you shouldn't cross. I think he says something like, um, there are no rules. He hates when people says there are no rules in battle rap. And he countered that by saying, shut the fuck up. Yes, there is something to that effect. So he totally disagrees with people who say there are no rules in battle rap. I respect him for saying that. But I don't agree with that. I, I don't think there are any rules in battle rap. Not when you're dealing with a human being who doesn't give a fuck about you. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't know you. But now, you know what comes with that, though. Now, and, and if that's what it is, that's what it is. And see, this, and that's now, what let me finish. Avoid, yeah. this, this, is what I'm, this is what I'm saying. Like, if me and you are battling each other, Fred, I'm not. I'm going to keep it hip-hop with you because I respect you. But if we don't know each other, then I'm going to get very fucking disrespectful because I don't know you. I don't. Yeah. I don't know you to respect you. Now, am I saying it's right? I'm not saying it's right at all. Am I saying it's something we should aim to do? Disrespect people just because we don't have a rapport with them or are not on some type of rapport? I'm not saying that. But I feel like you can't expect people on the other side to give you the same respect of somebody that's in your circle. Should they? They absolutely should because you should walk around giving everybody respect. If you know them or not, if you're close to them or not, if you're friends to them or not, you should give everybody respect. It would have been nice for Pusha T to keep it just hip hop and not mention his family. That would have been great. But see, but what do you expect from somebody who doesn't give a fuck about you? He's gonna go below the belt. But see, that that's the thing. I'm, I'm from a different school. Like we had two phases. Like if we're just jockeying for a position of who's gonna be the king of an area or who's gonna be the king of the kings. 
then we battle on wax like that. We just battle it out on wax. And, you know, we don't, you know, we'll do, we'll keep the drama alive. Like, we ain't going to perform at the same time. You may have a face-off somewhere or whatever, but we keep it whatever. Once it get to a point where there's actually something going on behind the scenes, when there's something really going on behind the scenes with us, that's when the personals come in. So, but that means there's something going on behind the scenes. That means street shit. That means what happened with Big and Park. That means there's countless fights and uh, uproar and hip hop behind the scenes type stuff. And that's what I think Drake is trying to put out there to get people to understand that really, once you, like, this ain't like the battle arenas, like when we go to URL and all this other stuff. It's understood. You can say anything in here. You can come in here and be like, you know, like, man, it's time for me to have, you know, my way with your mama. It's time for this to happen. And shit it's, it's gets real on that side. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, well, I mean, yeah, people do get real, but I'm talking, for it's, example, it's um, understood, though, when you walk in there. What's my nigga's name? My nigga Goods yeah. punched Jims in the face during an RBE battle. I want to say it was an RBE battle where Jims got punched in the face by rapper Goods because Jims made some kind of comment about Goods' daughter. Yeah. So Goods was like, ain't no man going to disrespect my daughter. and It's not going to happen. So he punched him in the fucking face. And a lot of battle rappers on stage have fought on stage and after the show because of people crossing the line. And that's happened so many times see. that people like Organic, who is a KOTD promoter, people like Smack, uh, 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 um, URL promoter, the promoters of these motherfucking leagues put in the contract, don't say this about this guy. They, they make contractual agreements. I won't talk about this person's dead mom. I won't talk about this person's daughter. I won't and talk see, about this. They, that's what I'm saying. So they make the keep ramifications. down on the violence. And see, that's what I'm saying. And they make the ramifications. It doesn't always work, but it is but, a good move. And, but see, and that's what I'm saying. So I, I tell people, personals are aimed to bring your opponent out and let them know it's on site. Let them know you're it's on site. You're declaring war. Real you're basically, war. You're declaring war. And it's kind of like... You got to think about it. Back in the day, like I told you, when Rakim went to see, saw Eric Sermon, and they were standing up in front of each other, and, like, PMD had to come in and get them away from each other. There was no personal said there. It was just behind-the-scenes stuff. And, you know, and what you call a shot, or what you call it, a subliminal acting at EPMD. And they kind of squashed it because it was, ne- it was ne- really nothing there. It was a misunderstanding. So all of that happened behind the scenes. There was a lot of shit that was happening behind the scenes that people didn't see. People were going to see people. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, shit was being squashed behind the scenes because if it ever made it to Wax, you got to understand, Wax ain't going away. Like, we all dead, and our kids' kids can pull up a, a record and be like, damn. See what I'm saying? So once you commit something to vinyl, especially a personal, or, and I hate to say vinyl, music in general, I'm a vinyl collector too, so, I, you know, I, I, I do that. Like the hipsters. I don't have a bun, though, because I don't got hair. But, <laughs> um... A man bun. A man bun. But... Once you do that, you kind of set in motion. You pretty much put this in time. You didn't go behind the scenes and squash this. You didn't say, it's I just visceral and it, and it could be very it fucked get, up and ugly. Exactly. Can, and see, Jay Prince knows this. Jay Prince is like, we got Adidas money on the line. Somebody can go to jail because I deal with some serious people. Jay Prince deal with some serious people. I ain't trying to put this man business out here, but everybody knows Jay Prince is not to be played with. Back in the day when all this stuff was going on in Texas, houses were burning, people's stuff was getting shot up. This is not a game. Like, when it comes to this dude. And he's about a billionaire when he's dealing with, like, cattle and all this other stuff. So this dude knows he's he's like 50 Cent. Like, 50 Cent is at a level that 
this dude got bodyguards. He got all this other stuff. And like Fat Joe's like, man, he, I can't get him to fight me straight up. I'm like, Fitty just cut a deal Fat with Fat Joe stars. is your guy. You keep bringing that nigga yeah. up. That's oh, that your dude, guy. Yeah, that's my dude. Fat I like Joe him because we got similar names. Yes. I, well, I like it because he's just that real dude. He's just a dude. He's a real dude. dude. Him and E-40. They some real Like, names. they are dudes I want to interview just because they're real dudes. It's like, they are dudes that you know that they walk it how they talk it. So you know not to be up in there just talking down on their name and acting a fool because they just ain't going to stand for it. Yeah. And it's just, and I respect that gangster. I'm and, like, and that's And those other people, respect. if you get personal with them. They going to come see you. You're going to regret it. And you, exactly. And if, you, you, if you're not and ready. And you know, and, and this is leading back into my point. I don't want to make it sound like I condone violence yeah. or disrespect because we should all strive for being respectful and tact and diplomacy. Those are things that we should all aim to do. But I think it's unrealistic to expect that. I think to be real with you, you got to be a little bit of a pessimist and expect people to cross the line. But will they cross the line? Maybe not. Should they cross the line? Absolutely. They should not cross the line. But you got to kind of have a pessimistic attitude. Well, what about them? See, my thing is. You shouldn't like cross the line, but most likely it is going to happen. But this is what I tell people. We're in America, and black people really don't get, like, a lot of times it's hard for us to get opportunities in a lot of things. And when you got something that you're, like, it was built for us on positive terms to try to settle things in a positive way, like, you know, who's the best dancer, who's the best battler, who's the best beat maker, who's the best this, who's the best that, we got to settle it in a way that we didn't have to go to that. It was it was so, like when Black Benji got killed, go look up the, what's called it, Rebel Kings and all this other stuff. The movie Rebel Kings. Hip-hop really came forth like as a way to keep the kids, the gangs of New York and stuff like that from like going even wilder when Ronald Reagan and them took away Yeah, it was an outlet. Yeah, it was an outlet. Take and the so, energy out this way positively yeah. and not that way negative. And so what I'm like is if once you strive and I got a list when we talk about bad boys in the industry in a second like I got a list of people that they got everything like and they you got and I don't say everything but you you know you actually you know how many independent artists I work with or I'm around it's just they just want a little shine they just want to, can they just get a corner can they get 10,000 <laughs> units mm -hmm. but these dudes have finally got over 10,000 units you at least you may have seen a million dollars in your lifetime off of just doing music. Now, whether you took care of that money is, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is you done did it. Why put it all on the line? And this is what Jay Prince is realizing. Like, if we're going to battle on wax and it's going to make us both more money because everybody's talking and everybody's doing whatever and y'all can kind of get y'all aggressions out and hell, we'll put up money and let y'all stand in the middle of stage and battle if you want to. But, and we're going to leave it there? Cool. But if it seems like it's going to slide into some of that street shit, no, because like, and that's the problem. And that's why I respect Drake, because yeah. Drake said, you know what? You got the cheap shots, Pusha T, but I'm not going to stoop to that level. I'm not going to stoop to your level. Somebody has to turn the other cheek. Yep. Somebody in this situation has to keep it classy, because if we both go to that level, that Pusha T wants to go to. Somebody's going to be around Somebody's going to get hurt. That third, Because that third and I respect Drake is looking to get arrested for yep. doing that. And you got to understand that. People who got entourages and we But on the flip side, this ain't no... This you know. is a gladiator sport, and this is but not see, a fair game. It should be fair, 
these guys ain't but gladiators, it ain't. though. And that's what I'm telling you. They're not gladiators. Like, battle rappers and actual lyrical dudes, like Black Thoughts and all these other people, they're gladiators. But the gladiators come cash. out. Niggas got they, enough money and goons around them yeah. for the gladiators that's why to I come said, out. The, the, that was said the, 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 the problem with these people, like, you take your push of T's and people, I'm sure he got some dudes that ain't never got out of his mama couch sitting up there next to him just happy because he hang around Pusha T. Waiting to do some crazy shit. The fucking but, shooters. Exactly. And the weed carriers. And and Lord knows, Jay, like, oh, uh, Drake keeps these dudes around him. I can we talk about how much of a bitch ass move that was on Kanye West's part? Oh, yes. It's, it's, now, this is all, I'm hearing all, I'm, I'm watching the, the shop. Yep. Listening to Drake say all this shit. Drake could be telling a fucking lie. He could be telling a half truth. He could be telling a little bit of the truth. But I'm taking what he said at face value. And I'm just if he's telling the truth, yeah. if he's telling the truth, that's some bitch ass shit. Fuck music. That's some bitch ass shit in life. Yes, it is. That's some bitch ass shit for Kanye West to basically butter you up and use everything you say against you in the court of hip hop. Yeah, that's some whole ass shit. And I and I looked at it. The way I put it together, if you look at our other episode of Grown Ass Man Hip Hop, this is what I speculated. Cause yeah, I was like, Fred did say this. I was like, this is this is what I saw was happening, and I was like, this is kind of like, this is really some troubling crap. You see what I'm saying? Um, and you know, even though, like I said, I'm not a big Drake fan, and people know that, but I was just like, dude, this is really troubling that this is going on, and yada yada yada. And I noticed how he was mostly coming at Kanye. He wasn't coming at Pusha T. You know what I'm saying? But Pusha T jumped in and responded almost as just like a, a bodyguard for his boy. You know, for for the, for his his vanity label owner. And as kind of like as shooting back, like you know, because he mentioned his girlfriend or something on something. And it's like that was just kind of like whatever. That wasn't even a real swipe. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like I'm just sitting up here looking like, bro. Okay. All right. Again, I, I'm just wondering at the end of the day, with all of this drama, how this going to all unfold. Because now you got the industry blackball is real. And a lot of people think, oh, no, Kanye is above this. And I, I'm like, Jay-Z ain't fucking with you no more. Okay? Jay-Z ain't fucking with you no more. Okay? Now you got, like, Drake and Lil Wayne, for all intents and purposes, ain't going to fuck with you. Those are some powerful motherfuckers. You know, you got Jay Prince they, over they there looking at you sideways. Kanye and, and Pusha, Pusha T. T. Yeah. And put, Kanye can carry himself for a while because he still got the gravitas of all of the work that he's done. Pusha T, to me, has always been like a mainstream indie. A main, yeah. ma well, I, no, I ain't going to say indie. He's been like a mainstream mid-tier rapper. Yeah. Because he's always been that dude that one of those sub level niggas exactly because he's it's been a like a lot of those niggas and see the thing is you got dude men like i'm gonna go back to my favorite bad joe and e bad. like they are dudes who they consistently they are they go from sub to top because they'll end up doing like big numbers like joe uh fat joe will do hit songs out of nowhere out of nowhere have and, a number one hit exactly go back to chill just go back to chill go back to chillsville yeah make all his money go tour you know do whatever E40. Yep. E40 will do that. He'll sit there. E40 recently got a Grammy and just dropped another album, My Ghetto Report Card. And the funny thing about 40's albums, 40's albums. That's the new you, album? Yeah. 
No, it's like my, my my ghetto report card. It's something else. I forgot what it is. I got it, but I got to go back and listen to yeah. something. I wanna, it's like yeah, because my ghetto report card came out a while back. It, it came out a while back. It's another one. I was thinking about my ghetto report card, but that ain't it. But I have to go look and see. Uh, but he released another album here recently, and he recently got a um, gold album. He recently got a gold album for his work. And this is like him going into his 50s or whatnot. See what I'm saying? He's getting older and, and he's still doing quality work. This is proving the point. He's staying consistent. He's being himself. He's like Tech Nine. Tech Nine's the same way. Tech Nine does what he does, consistently drops his albums, consistently sells albums, consistently sells out tours. He does what he does. I always felt like Pusha T could have been there, but I always feel like Pusha T is kind of like trapped between the mainstream and really having his own. You see what I'm saying? And he doesn't have his own identity to really carry like that. See what I'm saying? Are you talking about Connected and Respected would be legit? Or... I See, I haven't checked out Connected and Respected yet. Or are you talking about Practice Makes Paper? What's or Rule of Thumb? Or The Gift of Gab? Gift of it's Gab. The gift of Gab. It's The Gift of Gab. See, this dude, this dude just dropping albums, man. This, you know, uh, this, this, this dude... And I'm going to tell you something else. A man who I started respecting later... Be legit, yeah, man. That Bela, be I could see. I never caught on my home and smile for me. Yeah, that yeah, that, man. It's his voice. It's like, like get oh, there's a smile. That was my shit by being legit. Yeah, with that deep ass voice. Yeah, that daggum, that daggum, uh, be a true West Coast player. Yeah, yeah I can't do his voice. That's a horrible exactly. fucking attempt. But yeah, that nigga be legit with the shit. The click yeah. when the click came out, man. Them niggas was the shit, man. Yeah, they did. Sugar it, man. T, be yeah. legit. D shot. Yeah, and Sugar, Sugar T was on another level on many things. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that she she was a, a voluptuous lady. Yes, yes. She was hurting people. But yeah, man, going back to that beef shit. That beef shit can lead in the street shit. Um Yellow Beezy just got uh he's uh in the hospital, he's doing okay, but he was shot. Shot at him multiple times. I believe he was shot eight times. You know, industry shit. Leads into the street. Yeah, that's it, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and you gotta think about that, and, I, and especially dudes like that. I'm like, man, you did. I know you didn't came from something. You didn't came through something, and you finally got a little shine off of making these type of songs and filling the club with this type of stuff. And you finally gonna get a little bread, and it ain't gonna last long because you're not a catalog rapper. Like all these guys, like. Uh, Yellow Beezy and all these—they're not Yellow Beezy and, and Baby, baby and Little Baby and all these—they're not catalog dudes. Like ten years from now, we will not be talking. They'll about make it. a couple million planet, and they'll disappear. disappear. And if they're smart, they'll stack it up. They'll stack it up and make you that know? money, make money for them. Yeah, maybe Yellow they'll Beezy be producers or something song. like that. And that's on me, baby. That's on me, baby. Did nigga be lying on me? Yeah, yeah, hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, he doesn't. But I, I, I fuck with Yellow Beezy. But yeah, that's what can happen when industry shit spins out of control and goes into street shit. Yep. And I respect Drake pumping the fucking brakes. Again, having some tact and, 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 and diplomacy. And what's your boy's name? Uh, Jay Prince, he even came in. Jay Prince did it. It seems like he did it from a money standpoint. Well, he did it from a money and a G standpoint. Because like he said, cause he, he kind of alluded to it. Because See, that's what OG does. That's what a real OG. And see, and a lot of people talk on, they made fun of Jay Prince for that, but that's what a real OG does. A real OG steps forward and said, says there ain't going to be no funk. It's the same thing that happens with um, when you look at, uh, and they talk about this in California a lot too, 
what's going on in Chicago? They took out all the warlords and people like that. So over the gangs and stuff. So and Kanye's supposed to like going to release Larry Hoover or something. I'm like, dude, you could do a lot of other things. You know they ain't finna release no Larry Hoover. You need to shut your mouth and sit your ass down. That's a cute little slogan. You big Meech. And I'm like, Larry Hoover. But you know they ain't finna release. Work. Yeah, or, 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 or Fort or uh, what's called a Fort. They're not fixing to release any of these gentlemen. So there's because a lot of work you're doing. Rap ass nigga. Is that what I said? Shit so. I'm like, dude, they, I mean, Black Panthers were dying in jail, and they, you know they ain't finna let Larry Hoover out tomorrow, because they already said why. But my big thing is, these OGs and people like that, there was order to chaos. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And people don't understand that. And I don't want people to be like, well, you're championing gangster stuff. I'm like, no, there was order to chaos. When you got somebody that's like saying, look, you messing with my money. I can't have y'all killing somebody every five minutes. Or just jumping out of cars and throwing people out of buildings and crap. Because there's a season where maybe a war gets too hot or something like that. And it that goes that spills over into the street. It makes the news. Everybody talks about how horrible y'all are, you know, hiding bodies and crap. But a lot of that stuff was kept quiet as kept. You know, until something just spilled over. Or you just had some, a new jacks on the scene challenging the scene. Somebody trying to take somebody's turf or it turns into a war. But most of the time... They, these warlords like not today when you see things like really spilling out of control generally there's the warlord is gone once once that guy's dead or gone to prison that's when the young dudes be like finally yeah, they get keep them. order exactly i'm gonna finally go get because they know whoever touches this dude them and everybody around them finna go they family everybody finna go that's real g stuff you understand it but see that don't exist anymore on a, a real level, because a lot of these dudes talk that G shit, but they ain't, there is really no code for them. There's really no understanding. So OGs, they job is to step in. It's like, hold up, young buck. Now, the young buck may not listen. And if they don't listen, then you don't know whether your OG gonna go ahead and put an on-site on you. You don't know whether or, or set you down, or you don't know whether what's gonna happen. Because, see, you messing up money for everybody. See what I'm saying? You could be Tom. You could be a yeah. cut, cut loose, or you know, let you know he could just let you go to the streets, and you know what I'm saying, and let your enemy get you, whatever the case may be. So, but these are the type of things that people don't understand. That's what OGs supposed to do. Cause I, I, there was some beef supposed to be going on with E40 and somebody else, and uh, Messi. It was yeah, Messi Mar. <laughs> Uh, E40. That name always makes me laugh. Yeah, Excuse yeah, me. Messy yeah. Marv. Yeah, Messy Marv, E40, and San Quinn. Yeah. And and it was like San Quinn, they San Quinn and Messy Marv, I think they finally squashed their beef because they got like a, a album together or something out there. But Quinn was talking about like and I think he finally squashed that beef for 42. But there's a whole bunch of stuff to go on between the press and all of those. It's a whole bunch yeah. of stuff. Like, so they don't really they don't they be funking about some stuff. And I had to say funk because that's that West Coast like saying, yeah. But they, you know, OG, they expect OGs to step in and say, no, put that down. We ain't doing that. That's going to mess the money up. That's going to mess this up. Jay Prince did. Yeah, Jay Prince he did stepped that in and, and said, no. Enter, he, he refereed this fucking yeah, exactly. Pusha T and Drake shit. Yeah, and people and he think said, y'all yeah. niggas going too far. This shit needs to stop. Yep. Because we got Adidas on you the table. You guys are risking yeah. life and limb and money and, and everything. We, I didn't work and this hard. Everything. Exactly, because so you don't you understand. Niggas, oh, big OG came in and handled that shit. Because like, like he told people before, he's like, "Look, man, and, and they your hands on Drake. Trouble gonna fire don't, you don't before fuck, you get home. Don't fuck with my money maker. Exactly, because he gonna put tell your you. hands on my money maker, 
And I'm putting my hands on every. I, I don't know if that's what he said. I don't want to put words in that. I know, well, he ain't gonna say that aloud because he's a true Jay G. Prince a true G don't make threats. A true Houston, G just, just say legend. okay. Look, I'm gonna tell people, and this is something y'all true gotta Houston understand. Legend. He's a mother. The, the, the true the true G's ain't gonna sit there and idle threat you. They ain't gonna tongue wrestle with you all day. You gonna talk your shit to them, and they gonna be like, okay. Now at that point, you understand that he heard what you said. So I hope that you are ready for whatever comes next. Now, because that's some G advice. You brought the shit on yourself. So, he, you know, he ain't going to be seen threatening you. He ain't going to be seen whatever because he understands that, look, I don't I do not do that. You're not on my level. You know, so understand you ain't finna do nothing right here because you get out of pocket right here. My people finna get you right now. So, they understand this stuff. So, these young dudes don't understand. They try to be, they, they, they true savages, as they said. We savages. We just do shit. We trying to die anyway. Kill me now. Kill me now. Kill yeah. me now. Kill me later. Yeah, exactly. Kill me sometimes. Take They take paper. the body bag and put the body bag in the body bag. <laughs> With the body bag. Yeah. And then when they take that body bag, they burn it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did say that yeah, shit. Exactly. God damn, man. Shout out to the Tech Nine from Philly. Not the Tech Nine from KC, yeah. but the battle rapper Tech Nine from Philly. Yeah, yeah that's his catchphrase. Put the body bag. Yeah. Put him in a body bag. One of his famous <laughs> lines and slogans. So, so, so what's next on the fucking agenda, man? I know you. What? I know we tired of seeing Kanye West. Yeah, I, I'm just but Kanye like West is in the Kanye West is in the fucking White House with Trump. I babbling mean, and talking shit. He's I'm leaving the White House and jumping on planes, planes and, and, and tables and, and the Apple Store, Apple Store tables. Like it's one you of don't those. want to talk about Kanye, but that's what it is. My big thing is with Kanye, and I'm just gonna briefly say this and move on. Is again, like this is a manic episode. This is like people don't understand. That they're using him, like, and I ain't talking about Trump in there, but Trump don't care about anybody. Yeah, you sent me a text. Yeah, yeah, I think you sent me a text with like a little uh, uh, illustration with Trump standing in front of the White House. Yeah, and a lawn jockey version of Kanye West, mm-hmm. and the caption reads something like, "See, you can't say I'm racist now," referring to Kanye, yeah, Kanye coming Kanye. to the fucking White, White House. House. Yeah, man, they're gonna weaponize uh, Kanye. We we alluded to this in a yeah. previous podcast, but they're gonna weaponize Kanye against black folk. And then, like, and I told uh, a lot of people, everything I, that Kanye says and does can and will be used against niggas. Yes, exactly. So that and that's the cover. That's the black friend that a lot of racists yep. and stuff like that wanted. And and what I always tell people at the end of the day is you gotta look at the fact that fame is isolating, fame is crushing. And really, he's the perfect example of not having somebody around you to tell you how and when to do stuff. There's been a lot of political famous people, like actors and stuff like that. The only thing is, when you decide to go out and speak out on politics, I don't care which way you do it. And like I have already spoke about the fact that they need to drop this fallacy because it's a right wing fallacy that black people just mindlessly vote Democratic. They don't. Black folks, hell, they don't. Half of them can't even get the vote because y'all either blocking us from voting or whatever. And then the other half don't vote at all. They just looking at each other. And then the the, the, the remainder that, that do vote, the number of black people that do vote at a good number, 
they make their decision and vote just like everybody else. You may not like the way they vote, but goddamn it, they did it. So you're insulting those people by saying that, oh, they can't think. They just mindlessly doing something. But I know better. I I woke up from the system. I'm like, bitch, you ain't finished school. And, and oh, school indoctrinates you. I'm like, nigga, two plus two is four. Yeah, he's Let's a, just start right there. I'm like, this is two plus two is four, okay? Let's just start I'm talking about pace. that. Let, let, I'm not, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that you, because all you're supposed to do is learn how to learn. And I give it to you. A lot of folks have not learned how to learn. But for you to pretend like you got some kind of new truth or people don't see how fucked up things are, folks are just, everybody's just trying to do the best they can and everybody's trying to make these changes the best they can. And like we said, if we don't make the changes with at the ballot, all this trash y'all talking, you're probably going to be in a position where you're going to need some bullets. And that's, that's dangerous, right? That's really dangerous. So here you go. You would prefer these guys to try to get this done at the ballot. So why don't you help them instead of arguing? If you got all these revolutionary thoughts and all this other nonsense that you want to try to do, formulate a plan and really do it. Because my argument with people like Kanye, and and I'm going to go back to his mental health thing, was always, dude, you got a powerful platform. You're sitting on a platform and you're running your mouth. Like, Prince never really talked about his politics, but he gave money and helped people out. And he did all this other stuff behind the scene, was really worried about stuff and stayed on stuff. He never brought politics to the light because he didn't want anybody to use him either way. He just said, I'm just going to do what I want to do behind the scene. Jay-Z and Beyonce, they recently did some political stuff, but they do stuff beyond the scenes a lot more. What you do when I'm not looking and what you're doing that I can trace behind the scenes mean a lot. Like when I see LeBron James and people like that doing stuff, like, when Colin Kaepernick did what he did, he knew that this was going to cost him his career. And he didn't come out whining about it. He's suing the NFL because of how they did it. See what I'm saying? So the, the fact of the matter is, understand, it's causality to your actions. And that's why I say with Kanye, I really don't give a rip snort. If he would have been a black Republican, I don't care. If you want to be a uh, libertarian, I don't care. If you want to be... Hell, if you want to uh, 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 join, what you call it, and say you in the clan, that ain't going to be my problem. I ain't messing with you in any of those three scenarios. Yeah. But my big thing is, I'm just saying the way that people are letting this man go out, it's, it's, I say it's akin to when a person break down. If I see a friend of mine breaking down, I'm not going to let them. I'm going to do everything in my power. I'm going to try to talk to them. They men, so I can't just grab them and do because you're not my child. See what I'm saying? But I'm going to speak to you in a certain kind of way, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to talk to you as best I can and try to reach you as best I can and try to ask you to try to, hey, think about this. Do this. Do this. I'm going to try to do these things, and I feel like he don't got that person there that he respects enough to stop. See what I'm saying? Because he's feeling himself so much. He, he needs that person that he's feeling himself, but when this person speaks, that they ain't never lied to him or they ain't never whatever. And so, therefore, he feels comfortable enough to say, man, I need to chill. I want to do this, but I need to chill. Because mm-hmm. Eminem was even talking about one time when he was going through a depression, like he was thinking about this and this person and that person and this person. And somebody, like it was proof of somebody was there and kind of told him to chill. And he did it. And it's like, it's just, yeah, you got to have, you gotta Kanye have West dude. doesn't have a real, well, he does have real people around him. He just don't listen to him. Well, honestly, I don't really think he got real people around him anymore. Because the Kardashians yeah, and stuff, they live Yeah, because what's that dude's off, name? KLC? Yeah. Not KLC. Because Fest is gone. 
Uh, the nigga with the deep voice that Kanye had on his team from Chicago. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot his name. GLC or yeah, something Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, GLC. Yeah, GLC. Yeah. Yeah, GLC is a real-ass nigga. I saw an interview a while back with GLC saying that Kanye is somebody that he cares about, he yeah. loves him, and he can see the pain in his eyes, and he can see that he needs a real nigga who's been knowing him from day one to sit him down and say, hey, man, we're going to look out for you, we're going to take care of you, and we're not going to let you put yourself out like this. Yes. He needs somebody to shield and protect him. That's what and I'm that's saying. And that's what GLC said. And GLC also mentioned, and I'm paraphrasing everything yeah. I heard, but GLC was also saying that I'm not around him like that. Yeah. I want to be that guy, but I'm not around him. And see, that's what I'm trying to say. He and don't. He don't got that. He, he got, got Kanye West got too many yes men around him. Too that's many it. yes women. Yes. Too many people, and not only yes men and women, but people who met him in his God stage. Yes. So he could do no wrong because they're fans of his. Yeah, and they, and they're scared they're gonna lose that fame ride. See, a lot of people are getting that paid too. By, yeah, but they're and they're fans and they're scared they're gonna lose a fame ride. That too. So you, you have those. You have the yes men and women. You have the people who don't want to lose the fame ride in the money train. Yep. Then you have those people who don't know the real Kanye. Yep. When they see Kanye act crazy, they think he's being his authentic self. And maybe in some ways he is. But where did that come from? You got to ask. But, the, but them day ones that know Kanye needs a little help, it seems as if they're not around him. And that's yep. what Kanye needs. That. The day ones would keep Kanye West from doing stupid ass shit like going to the fucking White House and making a fool of himself. Exactly. Nothing wrong with him going to the White House. I'm proud of Kanye for going to the White House. I'm proud of the stance that he's taken. Do I agree with it? Fuck no. But I'm proud of the moves he's making in his life as an individual and as an artist. But going to the White House and making no fucking sense, that's a bad fucking look. Yeah, it is. And then, like, the Saturday Night Live thing. Saturday Night Live, he made you know, no fucking sense. He just, but see, and Nick Cannon has been saying for years that... He's like, not a good communicator. He's not a good communicator, you know, and all this other good stuff. And it's one of those type of things that that's why you got to have people. You got to have people that care about you, to calm you down. There's been so many artists and so many people that say, man, I was fixing to go do... I was fixing to go throw it all away. But my man set me down, and we just whatever, whatever, and we laughed, and we played PlayStation, and da-da-da-da-da. We all need that from time to time. And that's what people don't understand. And then somebody going to take what I say and be like, you just don't want him to say and do what he want. I'm like, there's a way to say and do what you want and not have what's called a punic victory, where you go too far to say something that costs you more than you needed it to cost you. And then the problem that I'm going to say about all this, I say everything I say, because once, if things turn bad for Kanye, how many of these people that's cheering him for what he did are really going to be there? And they're going to join the ridicule group. See, that's what kills me. They Everybody like, you shouldn't ridicule Kanye. Because this, I'm like, that's not fair to the audience. The audience can't really do anything. For, like, once you're an artist and you make your money off the crowd, the crowd can turn on you at any time. That's, that's it. The crowd is going, you're going to be the hero or you're going to be the villain. The crowd going to turn on you. That's their job. You understand they're coming out. If you get caught having orgies and all this other stuff, they can turn on you anytime. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? That's part of it. That's the game. You know what I'm saying? Live by the sword, die by the sword. Right? But the people close to you, that's why you got to keep people close to you. You got to watch your mental health. Fame is so isolating. I remember... You know, you may not remember this, but I told you and Lawrence G 
one time we were talking about flipping a track one time. And I said I wanted to flip. And I want somebody going to steal my idea. I want to flip a particular song by an artist. And I, we ain't got to say so nobody won't steal it. Uh, and it's, the song is number one. And I wanted to pretty much do a variation of a person being isolated by fame. And, you know, you're still saying you're number one. One. But you're not, you're, you're kind of saying it in the R. You know, in a in a sarcastic way because, you know, now you finally got everything. Now, but I don't now remember you, that. But like, we'll, we'll chop it up after. We'll, the show. we'll chop it up after the show. Yeah, but what's your point though? But that's my point. Like the fame and isolation can be. It can trigger off the depression. It can trigger off the struggles, the manic struggles, and it stuff like that. It makes it worse. It makes it worse because you're actually there with everybody, but you're still alone. Like nobody's listening. Nobody's working with you. Nobody's all of the things that built you up. And you got to think about it. How Kanye got here. He got here being like somebody nobody believed. Nobody kind of believed in. He was always like Jay-Z overlooked him. When you look at like when him doing like oh, my big brother was big, bro. Like Jay-Z didn't believe this dude. He he heard his bar, that stuff he was trying to do before college dropout was like, nah. And it was really Dame dashing him to say, look, man, just get a man his, his album so he can go and keep giving us beats. Boom. He did the album. Like it became college dropout. He's had some serendipitous moments, and he's made the most of it. And every time he made the most of his serendipitous moments, now he's to the point where everything has worked for him so far, he's kind of gotten too far out there. After his mother died, and say, I think the mother, his mother was that grounding agent. Yeah. Was that, come home, baby, let's talk. Come here, Kanye, let's talk. And that's who where he was stopped for a minute. And I think his mother was what is what was letting Fest and GLC and all these other Chicago type dudes stay around him. See what I'm saying? You mean Ron Fest? Ron, yeah, Fest, yeah. And all okay. these other, because like I told you, what really hurt me about all this, what really made me mad at Kanye was when he let Kim Kardashian pull Dondi's house from Fest and they ain't did nothing with it and ain't been doing nothing yeah. with it anyway. And I'm like, but y'all gonna talk about freeing Larry Hoover and letting people out of jail, but you ain't did nothing with Dondi's house. You ain't did nothing with that. That's your mama name, boy. That's your mama name. That's a legacy, boy. You know what I'm saying? That's a legacy. Yeah, you're right. And see, that's why I said too many people want to try to do, they want to try to do everything, but they won't do foundational shit. That's like saying, I want a big chest, but I ain't going to do a push-up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna do a push-up. I ain't gonna do a simple bench press. But I, man, I'm gonna just go stick these steroids in my back. I'm like, bro, what? It's, you gotta do something to do it. So instead of trying to free people from jail or go and talk to a president, you got enough money and a platform. This is the same point I made when this dude was hollering about how they won't let him in the fashion industry and all this other stuff. I'm like, these old-fashioned houses ain't trying to have no competition. You got the money and the platform. Do what you can to work outside of them to the point where they they, they try to absorb you. Yeah. You are you could have you could have set a new standards for black designers and everything. But what did you do? You fought your way in to be a part of their house. And now you're mad and you got mad because they wouldn't just let you do what you wanted. So you fought to get in another man's house and you hollered out because you that ain't man, got the answer, Sway. Yeah. Why won't they let me just design what I want? These clothes that look like homeless people's clothes. Why? And charge a lot of money for them. Yes, charge money that can't nobody afford. Why don't I just look homeless? Why? So, I mean, but that's that's the bottom. The nigga tripping. Yeah, basically. 
In summary, that nigga Kanye West is tripping. And yeah, he's he's in a man. He needs some help. He needs like somebody. It's calculated. To be like I think a lot of it. I think a lot of it is um, Kanye losing his mind, and it's real. Yeah, he's really losing his mind, and I say that that term loosely. I don't want to you know make fun of mental situations and illnesses, but Kanye West is in a very vulnerable place, if you will. Yeah, because like a friend of mine. With that being said. I think he is also using it to further his musical career. Well, he's trying to. He's trying to. He always has a rant before an or an outbreak before an album. Before an album, and so and that's all good. But see, at some point, there's a diminishing return. And my question is, what happens when you have the big letdown? When if the big let and see, that's what I'm afraid of. A person that's riding this high. And has been batting a thousand and always have his diehard day one fans to bail him out. I mean, what's going to happen? Are you going to be able to take a letdown? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to take any kind of letdown? Because really, with him dropping all these albums this summer, this again, normally Kanye West albums are entire year albums or more. You know what I'm saying? You're still yeah. burning off of, if you remember when he released stuff like Watch the Throne and stuff like that, album wouldn't go away. Watch the Throne would not go away. Like, My Beautiful Dark Fantasy would not go away. That album was still with us into the next year. Yeah, that was like the last Kanye project I could fuck with. Yeah. Everything else, I just don't care. I'm, I'm just tired of Kanye. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I just don't. It's too much Kanye madness all the time, and it never turns off. Yeah. And I wish him the best, and I want him to get his mind and everything right. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm tired of Kanye. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. What What else do we have on the agenda? I, I guess lastly, we'll just touch, uh, we'll close out by just kind of talking more about like stuff like a quick look at some of the bad boy cases that then came through. What bad boy cases? Uh, you know, Fab- we, Fabulous that oh, finally got jammed up. That uh, that um stems from that um domestic abuse against his baby mama, right? Mm-hmm. What was was he arguing with the nah, father? He, yeah, and he put hands on him. He beat the father up. No, nah, he beat. I think he beat her. Nah, no, he. Okay, I know he fucked up the bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so mean of me. He abused the, the female. Yes. He abused his the mother of his child. Yes. But the father, him and the father, got into an argument, right? Yeah, I think so. Which rightfully so, because you abuse somebody's daughter, they should get at you for yes, that. Yes. Um. So he's finally received jail time for that? I think he's going to. Yeah. I think he's going to receive jail time. Uh, Of course, I saw that, surprisingly enough, Jim Jones, uh, of course, is about to get get caught up on his situation. What did Jim Jones do? He uh, got caught with... uh, Jim Jones. In uh, some backwoods part of Georgia with uh, guns and a controlled substance. Yes. And... That's not the only person that got caught in Georgia. So did uh, uh not corrupt, but uh, Daz. Yeah, Dad. Yeah, Daz obviously Dillinger. unrelated from Jim Jones. Unrelated, but from Daz, Jim Jones. Daz yeah. Dillinger, he got caught with marijuana, right? Yes, marijuana. Marijuana. And what's crazy about it is, he was just making fun of Suge Knight for going to jail. Yep. And then not too long after, if not the next two three days, mm-hmm. he went to jail for marijuana. He went right to jail for marijuana. And he's going to end up probably spending some time there. Yeah. Because that's, you know, you're in the South. The South tries to nail you nail you to the cross on this type of stuff. So him and Jim Jones are probably going to end up doing some time with that. Damn. 
so he needs you. I remember uh, Corrupt saying that shit in that video. Oh, yeah. It's about Suge Jr. You better go visit your daddy in jail. He needs you. And then soon after Corrupt Monkey Ass got fucked up for yep. the marijuana. Karma is a bitch, man. Yeah, I'm, again, you got. And what kills me about all this, I'm just like, just like we were saying, these dudes, like, why are we doing this? Like, you could have a weed carry. And then I'm like, Dad, I know it's cheaper to live in the South. I know you had a big spot out in Mississippi and you were just loving it down here. Because, you know, California dudes, they see how cheap it is to live in the South and everybody see how cheap it lives. But there's some costs of living in the South that you got to understand. Like, if you got money like that and you moving like that, you know these local police and all these other people, they're looking at you to trap you in something. Like, they, they saying, what does this dude do to get this kind of money? I don't know what he does. I need to search his car. I need to do all this other stuff, especially if he's known on the music scene or on the scene around. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people know that. So if you get out here and really start moving dope or something like that, or even a small amount, you know what I'm saying? You're done. Yeah, man. You're done. I mean, you're, you're done. Like, I mean, if you're going to do all that, man, you should have just went on to Colorado and, and tried to get in the dispensary game. I'm like, I don't I, I'm like, I'm not going to I'm not going to risk it all in the South. That's why I said a lot of this stuff is like calculated effort to me. I'm like, why are you doing this? You know, and Jim Jones, I'm just sitting up here like you had vampware. Like, I'm like, with well, Jim Jones, he's the type of dude that realistically, I'm like, and people ain't going to want to hear me say this, but he's a mid-tier type of artist that he made it to mid-tier, right? And he had some hits, hits before. You could have took, he could have went and got serious, got him kind of like a one of these New York to death writer guys to write some gangster stuff for him to, to make it seem like he's whatever, whatever. Got some uh, um, solid producers and tried to have him a couple uh, Fat Joe moments. You know what I'm saying? Again, where he gets a hit every now and then. And uh, that carries him forward and helps him build out as a label and kept doing that vamp life clothing and what you call it art stuff on the underground and just kind of chilling you know because i'm i don't know what his money situation is because i you know you can't count nobody's money but i don't know what drives dudes to like that's why i said that street shit what you're trying to get out of and i know you're supposed to be doing it for the whatever but i'm just like dude that's just kind of like it's just like it's too much like you work too hard to get a brand you work too hard to let people know who you are to end up it's a lot of pressure in the industry to keep it real and stay real but dude you can stay real like and i'm not condoning it i'm not saying it's right i'm just acknowledging the fact that these niggas get caught up in peer pressure well i just they think get a caught lot of up dudes, in trying to keep it real i just think and they end up getting fucked up can i be real with you though i think these dudes ain't even trying to keep it real i just think that this lifestyle it's the same way that tupac wanted to go hang out with money b because he has an apartment with a lot of weed like he was smoking weed all the time and you know if people be coming through for little parties and you know you had the girls coming through and all that so he wanted to be around all that he wanted to be around people just just you know just kind of on the scene vibing and i feel like that whole scene like he wanted, wanted to stay close to that element so-called realness yes the element but see the thing is when keeping it real goes wrong man. i think yeah i just think it's it's, it's there's a there's a thrill to it I think exactly. it's, a fun. Yeah. it's it's a fun to it's some fun to it, but the problem is when you're the man who puts it on, you're a target. And see, the problem is these artists don't understand. It's kind of like being Mike Vick when it came to all that dog fighting foolishness. Like, dude, you're on another level now. 
that was wrong on the bottom level. Leave that hood leave that shit, shit alone. Leave that shit alone. Leave that shit alone. Leave Why are you doing that? If, if you got somebody coming to you, you make a million dollars in Joe, but somebody coming to you like, hey, Joe, you know what we need to do? Have a crack party. No, man, that's not that's that's not a good idea. We ain't going to have a crack party. You know what? You weak-minded <laughs> motherfucker. I'll never smoke crack with you Lawrence again. Lawrence Taylor, I'll never smoke crack with you a day again in my motherfucking life. Brick house brown. You give a a, 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 a good crackhead a bad name. Hey, he gives crackheads a bad name. You weak-minded motherfucker. All the shit they say about crackheads, you make that shit true the exactly. way you act. That damn, that damn brick house brown. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing it, but he said something like that. Yeah, but yeah. look it up. That- Leave that hood shit alone, yes. man. Once yes. you get to a certain level, I know it's appealing. I know it's fun. I know it's all you know. And I know you still want to stay connected to the people that you feel are real. There's a certain, um, there's a certain humbleness and authentic nature that people feel they must stay connected to. Yeah. They feel like if I, niggas feel like if I'm a millionaire successful rapper, and I can still go back and kick it in the slums, then I'm better for it. And I look more authentic and it makes me look like I'm a real dude. Exactly. But the reality is, once you cross over and get on the other side of the tracks, you can't never really go back. Exactly. Can you visit? Can you show love? You sometimes show love you, sometimes you can't do that. Exactly. Sometimes you can actually sneak in. But for the most part, once you get on the other side of those tracks, That's you can it. never really go back in the same capacity, man. Yeah, you can't because it's, it's a transformation. It's like you you lose your gravitas and really at the end of the day, so, so many people, you're, you're a target at that point. You're always going to be a target. Somebody's always plotting on you. Somebody's always scheming on you. And you don't want to have to prove it's you get back to that Jay Prince. Yep. You don't want to get back to the point where Jay Prince. Bitch, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Exactly. Like, but you don't want to get to the point where Jay Prince stopped that battle. The reason why? Because he knows. He knows, hey man, I know where this gotta go. I know where this is gonna go. I know what happens next. I know if you know I go back over here, you know. They gonna try me. It's the same thing. Like when I look at like Dobie fans, like Dobie will still be alive today. Like I know running back from uh, from UAB even went back home. Like this dude that came from Notre Dame got a second chance at UAB could probably be in the NFL right now. See what I'm saying? Because his, his counterpart is in the NFL, so he would be in the NFL right now. See what I'm saying? Would have would probably made somebody's team because that dude was that good. He just you know slipped on a, on his grade by one point. Came down from Notre Dame, came to UAB, went back home to Florida for one second. You know what I'm saying? For some little party, went to Chicken and whatever the heck, some backwoods magic room or some crap. Leaving the party, somebody shooting. See what I'm saying? Leaving the club. That's some crazy stuff. So home that's, is where the hate is. That's why, that, man. Sometimes you gotta say, look, man, I'm Most on my rappers way out. die at home. That's it. Niggas go back to the crib and get their ass lit up. Yep, because at that point, everybody remember you. Hey, they like, man, I can't let that dude make it. I can't let him make it. He owe me two dollars. You like, like, really? Are you serious? Just talking about Yellow Beezy. He got yep. shot in his home state. In his home state. Probably coming from Smoke Funk. So Ain't necessary. That's why I said that, you know. So that, that's that's the one thing I said that about the bad boys of the industry, just to look at. How people go through all this stuff, even the situation that went on with Yo Gotti's manager and Young uh, uh, Dolph, 
Um, and they're just he's got sentenced, I think, for that shooting. Like last so year. Yo Gotti's manager shot Young Dolph? Yeah, that's what they're saying. I think he's got sentence for it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So that man, all of this stuff is just ridiculous, man. It's just it just needs to stop. Once you done did everything that you were capable of doing, once you done had that opportunity, you need to be like I, I hate to say a person needs to be thankful, but you need to be somewhat, you know what I'm saying, appreciative. Of the fact that you are one in a million. You broke through. It's like you win in the lottery and then just, just handing the money back to everybody in the next five minutes. Like, you got the lottery and you're like, there you go. All that hard work I put in and stuff like that, this one act that's going to throw it all. And you got to think about all the people that's dependent on you and all this other stuff that you have built around this. You fixing to really get it canceled. You see what I'm saying? You know, it's hard to speak on these situations because you never know the idiosyncrasies of what the fuck is going on. I, I know, but at some point, it's just a, you know what I'm saying? But it's just a, it's just GP, really. You never know the inner workings of what is going on with these beefs. But at the same time, us in the black community, man, we're, we're fucking, we're lost in a lot of ways. Yep. Not all of us, but a large chunk of us. A loss, especially the urban, inner city black male, and sometimes the female. I think the females are doing better than the black men. Not to make this a racial social commentary, but it's true. But it's some truth in what I'm saying. I don't study, you know, people. I'm not a sociologist or anything, but I can say that. The music is a reflection of the people, and the people are a reflection of the music. Not all, but some. Yellow Beezy getting shot at. I don't know the ins and outs of that situation. But Yellow Beezy being shot at. Corrupt going to jail for marijuana. Jim Jones getting hemmed up. All this violence that goes on. All this nonsense that happens because people can't disconnect themselves from the hood from keeping it real yeah all that shit is really a cancer that stems from wanting to be a hood nigga and when it's time to be a hood nigga okay be a hood nigga but once you mature and graduate and go to the next level you should leave that hood shit where the fuck it is leave that shit alone man because it's no longer conducive to success it's no longer conducive to happiness and moving yourself and your life forward yep. it makes no sense at some point like the famous skit from dave Chappelle: when keeping it real goes wrong yep i get it i get the need to want to keep it real it makes you feel complete it makes you feel well-rounded it makes you feel like i can do the corporate thing but i can also do the hood thing i'm street smart but I'm also book smart. I'm industry savvy, but I'm also industry savvy. It yep. makes you feel well-rounded. It makes you feel like my people where I come from still love me. The reality is outside of your inner circle, the people where you come from don't give a fuck about you. Yep. And they'll blow your brains out the very fucking second they can. Bring your monkey ass back home to throw a fucking banquet to hand out backpacks to kids to hand out turkeys bring your ass back home for a good cause and that's when you're the most vulnerable than you that you've ever been in your whole goddamn life but see that's life. why you gotta have something like uh, a 50 cent and, 
Secure tall. I'm, I'm, I got security tall like Carton. I got security like fucking Carton. Like, so like respect my thar tall. I wanted, I wanted to touch on something before we close this thing out. Switching gears completely. Let me set it up. I was watching a battle rap today. I was watching Disaster versus Random. Yeah. And it was a good battle. I enjoyed it. And the battle event was put on by a league by the name of Rap Skills Battle League. I think it's um, based in Montenegro. Yeah, well. Well, that, that explains the name. I'm, I'm, I'm real. Rap Skills Battle League. <laughs> very simple. Yeah, they keep. It's like going to Japan or something. Like, very good battle rap. <laughs> yeah. You're like, rap time. Yeah, it's like. Oh, Sugar Momoshi! Rap time! Yeah, oh, yes, yes. He did that. He did that. So, anyway. <laughs> rap Skills Battle League. Random versus disaster. You know, Disaster has been on the outs with King of the Dot. Yeah. I believe he um, was a part of the battle rap strike that took place a long time ago by now. But I digress. My point is this. I'm watching this battle that's taking place in Montenegro. It's not a black face around that I can see. So I started going through the Rolodex of battle raps in my head. I'm thinking about how diverse rap has become. King of the Dot, a Canadian-based battle league, awesome battle raps, Yeah, bunch of white folk. The battle I just talked about in Montenegro, bunch of white folk, bunch of Russian folk, bunch of Spaniards, whatever the fuck is there, right? Get me right on my geography. We'll discuss that later. And I can't help but be, but feel... As a black person, I can't help but feel kind of proud that hip-hop has gotten to a point where it's so beloved that you got the Jabberwockies mimicking what the black and brown people created. You got the Rap Skills Battle League in Montenegro mimicking what the black and brown people created. You got King and the Dot mimicking and taking taking it even further with the black and brown created this this art form that black and brown people created is just taking on a life of its own not only outside of new york but outside of the united states in general yep that's how public enemy keeps touring and it's, it's a it's a beautiful thing, man. I, I don't know. I guess this is like my somber moment when I sit down. Not that I had anything to do with the creation of hip-hop, but my people started the shit. My people and brown people started this shit. A people that have been stepped on, disrespected, treated like shit, treated like second, third, fourth, fifth class citizens, but yet we have something so beautiful that people take it make it their own and respect it and treat it better than they treat us another conversation for another day but i think that's a beautiful sentiment i'm 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 rambling but my point is the have nots the people at the bottom black and brown people they may shit on us they may put us down but we created something 
in hip hop that is really the glue of this fucking world for real because there is no other genre of music that brings races together like hip hop. You can't name another fucking genre where as long as you're talented, we will show you love. That's hip hop. I'm not saying other genres aren't welcoming, but there is no genre that is more welcoming than hip hop. You can be Asian, you can be black, you can be white, you can be brown, you can be from the Philippines. They got um, Flip Top Battle League in the Philippines. You can be any race of person, any race, in any nationality, any creed. And the only thing that black and brown people care about is, can you rap? Can you break dance? Okay, well, shut the fuck up and do it then. We don't care about that other shit. We are very welcoming people, black and brown people. And I think hip hop and all those battle leagues I just shouted out shows how welcoming we are. There is no other genre of music that just blurs and totally obliterates the color line and the race and the nationality and religion line. I've heard people rap in every language imaginable. So I'm on my soapbox. But this has been another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I am your boy, Joey Burnham. And it's your boy, Fred Freeze. And we out this bitch. No more. I think it's time to grow. Yeah. Homie, you better know. Tell you me. know it's time to grow. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. Fourth Coast?